Listener warning, this episode contains adult content and is not suitable for children. Welcome back to the Half-Baked Book Club. I'm Lana. And I'm Dylan. And we are back with our bi-weekly book recap. This week was our pick, Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmas. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is the part where we usually catch up with each other, but, like, we totally just talked for half an hour before this started and I'm itching to talk about this book because I effing adored it it was so cute great job Dylan good pick good pick I know I was gonna say thank you Dylan and I apologize to anybody for during the brief time that we were like we're gonna do it fan voted like we are just truthfully uh, okay I was gonna say we but like I'm too selfish for that like I really enjoy the back and forth I think it's fun like surprising you like this is what I picked because like it's just I can't see other people's reactions if you guys want to do a fan voted like just let us know yeah we need we need a lot more interaction and votes and messages and things yeah we're gonna do that right now it's just us so I'm gonna I'm gonna continue our picks because we've we've done good with them so far it's crazy because I did like I haven't counted how many countries we were in in a long time since we surpassed like 40 and then I was like recently counting and I was like wow we're in 53 countries like That's I just wild. did that <laughs> board the other day and I'm like wow nuts so I mean yeah you guys can find us on Facebook and we made a public group because we did have it private just because we wanted it to be like more intimate honestly we wanted people to be more like interactive but we're like just make it big especially because we have if you guys are in the Buffalo area we have an adult book fair coming up in October October 8th if you want to travel come see Niagara Falls and the historic cobblestone district we have an event at Ironworks yeah have some chicken wings like some October beers and mm-hmm. ciders Ugh. I'm just yeah enjoy I'm really excited bring your flannel and join us bring your flannel bring some books if you want to exchange them or whatever mm-hmm. like I'm very excited but about this book that you picked because it was great and I saw I the cover it. and I just think I have so many thoughts first of all like it is a book where it's like you if you judge this by its cover um I just would think it looks like a a romance right it says Mm -hmm. lessons in chemistry it's this sassy looking silhouette of a woman with her makeup and yeah like a pencil in her hair which like wow (laughs) the pencil (laughs) like Mm um yeah it was just such a great book and I love this book for the fact for so many reasons but also thinking that people would pick it up and think it's a romance and then Me? end up reading a historical yeah. fiction and Me. i love that yeah mm-hmm. yeah no, that, I that was, was you yep. i adore historical romance. fiction and i don't know how much well you read the nightingale so like you have but I, right it's but like i i literally picked this as book of the month because it was under romance category i would have totally thought i really and, didn't look at it twice because i thought. I mean but that's how they categorized it too so like i went with that i, I will really say, though, feel like it's historical fiction it's like historical all fiction. the way um but i would say so that good. like surprised in the absolute best way like it there's not that there's not love and romance in it it is but it's so much of like a period Mm -hmm. feminist drama like Mm -hmm. loving relationships found family like it's just 
freaking great. I loved this so much. It really, really was. Um, I was going to say, do we want to do a recap? But because it would be a lot like, okay. I'm There's trying to think something going on. Yeah, it's really hard to recap this. I'll t- listen. I'll just. But what I found was great. The point of view is constantly shifting without making a big deal about it shifting, mm-hmm. and it felt very, very natural. It just yeah. made you keep reading, and I wanted to tab so many times. Like, oh my god, this is so strong. This is such a statement that I relate to, and I, mm-hmm. ooh, I felt this. There were so many times, and I'm not like a tab or a person, so I unfortunately didn't have them like next to me. I would literally remember page numbers though, and then I just was like, oh my god, like I, I can't. There's too many. There's too yeah. many moments that were like just really stood out that I'm like, this episode would be four hours long. <laughs> truly because I'm about to ask you to do a recap but I'm terrified because I'll be like okay um I'm gonna put this on mute and go pee because it'll probably be like 45 minutes how long this book was yeah I but mean you felt like you flew through it it was yeah. a long book but you're it like was flip, flip, always flip. evolving there was always something happening and changing and um I'll just say like a real quick of rich a character I'm gonna look yes. at the Look at the time here. I'm like, yeah. no, right, I'm not so, judging you if you need to, but if no. I lo- do put you on mute, keep going. I might. <laughs> no, I have a good. sore throat, a lot of tea intake. Yeah. So lessons in chemistry is set in like the 1960s and it's this um, female character who is a scientist. She's going to be a chemist and she's at a very, very prestigious school and um, just very much in the world of boys club women should be at home having Mm. babies making home whatever and she's very against all of that and and is trying to make her way and just the absolute like abuse and um just rejection and Mm. you know people not taking her seriously trigger warning and we talked about in the last episode but for this episode she does um get raped in Mm. by one of her colleagues um which then her professor her professor, yeah, Ugh. which leads to her having to drop out because they don't take her allegations seriously and they take the word of this guy or this and just kind of derailing. Well, it's not like a, all these different things derail. The um, rape with the the pencil was huge to me. I just felt like yeah. the symbolism of her constantly carrying this thing. Yeah. So if you want to explain that part of the rape, that was to yeah. me what made it it was almost girl with the dragon tattoo mm-hmm. where you're like oh my god I have to watch this terrible thing but it was like the terrible thing made yeah because the then vengeance you understand better. because the cover of the book mm-hmm. is her, her hair up in the pencil in the hair and it's not this sexy thing that people think it is mm-hmm. it's because she's always had it on her and she used it to defend herself in a rape and so then going forward she always has it um mm-hmm. And, and so it's like that, that kind of thing. And, and then it's never talked about until the very end again, but basically then she moves on to a different university um, and is having to start over and she doesn't get to finish her degree because of, because of that guy. And all of a sudden she gets to a new lab where she meets grumpy Calvin. We love a grumpy <laughs> sunshine. She's not really yeah. sunshine either. But they're just funny. Well, I love the found and, family vibe yeah. of this book as well. Because that's one of my favorite. That's my favorite. No trip. nonsense. And she's just so used to people treating her like she's less. And there's this man who is just absolutely fascinated by her and her brain. 
mm-hmm. and wants to work with her. And so much so that they really go out of their way to prove that they don't like each other and they're only into it for intellectual reasons and absolutely disgusted by each other. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny to flip through the POVs because it's like him saying how, because she, he, she's warned him so much that like, she doesn't like to be hit on or whatever by male coworkers and all this stuff. He's trying so hard to act like he can't stand her Mm -hmm. besides for her brain so that he's appropriate. And so like at one point, like he won't even open a door for her, even though she's got a jillion books because he thinks that like she'd take offense to it. And then Mm -hmm. it's switching to her POV where she's like, he clearly can't stand me because like I have all these books in my hand. He didn't even open the door. Like just very oh, yeah. whatever to them to eventually the two of them figuring out that um you know they're they really are like soulmates they're the same kind of person and it, it's great because she describes so many... their love like oh my god <sighs> yes in so many like um ways when they're talking about it and like the different things because they do come up to a lot of conflicts with their relationship of you know marriage and kids and moving forward and changing names and all these things and she's fighting very hard to remain her own independent person and not be married and all that stuff and Calvin loving her so much is like you know he's proposing to her and they have this huge argument and conversation all these things about it leaving with him being like let's get a dog okay (laughs) compromised let's get a dog Enter my one of my favorite characters of the entire thing. His POV is six thirty, and I love they named the dog six thirty, and he gets a POV because the dog is very smart. He knows over eight hundred something <laughs> he words. Can read by the time this is over, and the dog is such a pivotal character in all of this because the dog really sees everything. The dog is there when ultimately down the road Calvin dies. And a tragic he accident. He feels responsible. And the dog is with him. Right. And he, the dog feels like he didn't protect his human and he's upset. So then he's mm. very concerned with protecting um, the female character. And it's like this, I just love the POVs popping all over the place. Like mm-hmm. It's just so good. It felt you natural know. and it just kept you flipping the page where you're like, okay, I just want to keep going a little bit longer, a little bit longer. It was such a page turner by definition. Yeah. So he dies because they're not married now. This thing that, you know, she's kind of railed against that it does kind of have like a backlash because in the sixties, right. She doesn't have a claim to anything. They, they don't have no reason to support her or give her anything. And she really gets screwed out of so much um, before ultimately just kind of like walking away and quitting her job. Um, And now has a daughter to raise. Yeah, well, she's pregnant. pregnant. So it's like you're fired. Yeah, you're fired. You're pregnant. You're widowed. Like all these things at once. And um, it's you know fast forwarding to she's older. Did you wait? I'm sorry. Did you feel like she was on the spectrum? No. There were. I felt like she was so so blunt and direct. Like it reminded me of Sheldon Cooper and his Mm, character was supposed to be like you know what I mean. Yeah. So. And she was so direct and it wasn't even her being like, they always assume she was being obtuse or a smart ass. And they're oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah, what I mean? And like, she's like, funny. I don't understand. Like, wait, why are you firing me? And they're like, don't be obtuse. Like, you know why we're firing you. Yeah. Like, like don't make us say it. She's firing like, me because I'm pregnant. Weird. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
She's like, you think I can't do chemistry because I'm pregnant? Like, I'm just confused, like, how I stopped being able to do my job. Right. Yeah. All of a sudden, I just lost IQ points. Um, Stealing my work. But anyways. Right. So, yeah, people steal her work. She goes on to help a lot of people behind the scenes to make money, to make ends meet until her daughter's older. There is a debacle with lunch at the school that somebody's eating her daughter's lunches. That's meat cute. That's cute. She goes and um, confronts the father of the child to be like, this is my daughter's lunch. I make this very nutritious scientific lunch. So she has fuel and your child's eating it. And it is this very funny, like you said, it's a friend meet cute. It's not a romantic meet cute. They are just, they end up being best friends. Normalized both, platonic love because yeah, they, they truly love singly, and care about each other, yes, but not romantically single, at all parents raising their kids um Mm -hmm. dealing with different kinds of struggles the dad is really struggling to Mm -hmm. you know do the things he needs to do as a single dad and she's the same so basically though he's a um he works in a tv station he gets the idea and seeing her because she's beautiful and she's just like such a force and -hmm. she has a great idea about a television show that's teaching people um, how to cook and how to make fuel for food and, you know, basically convinces her to take it. She needs the money. It's good money. She takes it. She thinks it's going to be one thing. His station thinks it's going to be the other. And it's, you know, them butting heads as, you know, the producers trying to make like a Mad Men dinner kind of show. And but Walter, right? She's, yeah, she's she's trying to Walter's do the middleman, like chemistry and teach people. And she's growing this, you know, amazing female audience and women are getting really interested in what she has to say um there is at one point a woman who says um something about you know she wanted to be an open heart surgeon but now she's just a housewife and she says to her like there's no such thing as just a housewife like do you know how to do this do you know how to she's like quizzing her on a bunch of stuff and the lady knew it all Mm -hmm. and she says Mm -hmm. like there's nothing that's stopping you from you know going back and and doing these things like we have faith in you Mm -hmm. um and she, um, you know, she just continues to show and her show becomes super popular and, you know, a huge, it becomes syndicated. So then it's going all over the country and you're kind of dealing with, um, you know, that of being that popular. She's trying to shield her daughter from that. There's like an incident where she says she doesn't believe in God. Oh. They start getting crazy people, you know, bashing the show and sponsors, whatever. But oh then my a God, a bomb people- threat still coming right so again 630 is the best character of this whole thing 630 oh. senses that, that was his old job but he audience, was bad at it <laughs> yep he had ptsd about it Please. the dog like, my baby's mine i know the dog finds his way to the studio he's like checking through the audience and he finds a freaking bomb and saves the day and just again just the best animal you know character in the show so um, you know, it's just a lot of stuff that they go through basically raising everybody. And in, in the middle of it, she meets the, um, her neighbor who lives across the street, who comes over one day just to kind of help her when she's super overwhelmed with everything as she's be, being a new mom. And, um, you know, she doesn't want to ask for help. The lady's offering help. She wants to be needed. And they're, they're kind of like at this place where they both really need each other. And so she starts to come over and help and take care of the daughter and watch her. 
and it just becomes this like really really strong friendship of like you said found family like her daughter sees her as her family they're together all the time in doing that this lady is in a miserable marriage oh my god the mushrooms she meets meets the now best friend um in what the heck is his name Winston Walter Walter the good Walter Pine Walter Pine's the friend I believe right so so she meets Mm -hmm. Walter they hit it off they're both like real happy whatever and it's just this circle that is around her where she felt so alone is starting to get bigger Mm -hmm. and bigger so much going on guys like this could be like a 30 hour thing but it's just adorable and basically like getting through this the show and the lives that she's touching and the people that are watching her show and realizing like oh yeah like I do more than this or I can learn this and like she's kind of doing like her own little like revolution Mm. in the show with women and housewives in that time them thinking you know differently for themselves and you know and reaching out to people um and so she decides like in everything that she's been kind of like practice what you preach that it is her time to go back to the thing she loves which is chemistry so mm-hmm. she leaves she quits the show she leaves um wanting to start over and to to get another job you know in in chemistry and um you know it's just difficult though you know um offers aren't just like rolling in Mm-hmm. until she hears from her old office that she used to work at she was fired from is Hastings Research Center where she met Colin or Calvin and um this like rich benefactor that used to fund her projects wants to meet with her and wants to meet with her there and when they go there they learn that um this person who funded her things like anonymously like in the past Mm-hmm. is actually Calvin's biological mother oh my god and that, she experienced the same terrible catholic uh, right that uh, they never knew um mm-hmm. and it was just very much of like people not knowing that they were out there that they that were they alive. were scammed that they were lied to like just yeah, so just messed up everything both this, this her lady. and her son screwed by this like catholic right. system of yeah I don't know yeah and she was taking care of illegitimate mothers and children right oh my god just the word like it's just so stupid but yeah so she finds Uh, her there they have this really beautiful like moment where they're like both like crying and hugging each other like ultimately like letting it out about things they've had to deal with she totally understands everything that she's gone through because she was a single parent and you know in a field of men and all this stuff and it's just really cool like I I love every character in it obviously except the bad people Mm. um because they're just so funny and good and like again the dog just just all the characters were rich like yeah you know how I feel when it comes to this author's debut novel also so wild their first novel I thought I thought you said that that's so crazy she's amazing so good Wow, Bonnie, good for you. Congratulations, because this book knocks off my book challenge thing too, where it says a New York Times bestseller. <laughs> Read one. Yeah, like but. it's it's so good, and like I liked how funny it was, and then it was still had like a the lot. The shitty of people were necessary. because like... it's real, and the the found family. It's not only just found family, but like 
it's like he must have figured out at some point calvin he had that pen pal in the reverend who had seen him say what what he said about religion i think it like damn it i should have tabbed um (laughs) he saw him at a like lecture and then he wrote to him and then like him and this reverend kept going back and forth like i believe in science versus i believe in god and just it was a very interesting thing for her to find these letters like after he was gone and learn more about him and the connection of like obviously a lot of these meet cutes and the way that these characters like it was obviously too perfect but that's why it's fiction um but it felt like in a way cozy didn't it a little bit like yeah. the way the characters tied in to have yes. all the trauma mm-hmm. that was in there and yet it still felt cozy it's an, that's an yeah. art to like make you feel that way yeah no I got the warm and fuzzies like so much reading it and I just thought you just it smiled like... to yourself all the time <laughs> yeah like yeah. it's the cutest thing ever and I just like quick because we just talked about this how this is like a debut mm-hmm. like this is kind of her it doesn't say like it's exactly that but like just like a real quick bio on her like this is kind of like her life she is an older this is like a much older woman I read her author thing where she rose and stuff yeah it says yeah. like yeah open water summer rower born in California lives mm-hmm. in London with her husband and her dog and the dog's name is 99 I saw and the dog she had before was named Friday like I just love That's that so like funny. she like is a someone in like technology and medicine and then really wanted to do this and did it and it's like incredible mm-hmm. so yeah the I loved this book fave so character least favorite character we haven't done favorite that character is 6 30 okay I I loved everything like the dog was just adorable like and everybody's gonna laugh like but the dog has like a full-on POV and mm-hmm. is like a focus and it's like as she teaches the dog you know different words and everything like the dog helps her build her laboratory and mm-hmm. you know like looks after the child the dog gets the bot like yeah he picks her up is... from school right and no because she's like well, where's the dog she's like oh he's picking my daughter up from school like oh my god dog is the un- unsung hero of, <sighs> of this um he saved the whole studio yeah least favorite character that's a I mean, that's a hard choice because there's a lot all of the bad guys, people. right? Like I know I, I was think, gonna say all, but I need to pick one, and I, I have think, one. I think the guy, and I can't even think of what his name is right now. Dem- I want to say Demarcus. Oh, I think you're about to say who I chose. Demarcus. Okay, how was that guy's name? Donati. Donati, yeah, because he's a villain throughout. Like he he mm-hmm. stays in this a very long time, where like the, the rapist was like early on, and then it was kind of over. This person has spent his entire career trying to undermine Calvin, undermine her, like, yeah, always freaking drama. Yeah, I guess I'll start um, with my least because that's the fucking same. Yeah. Well, because here's the thing as um, I don't want this to sound flippant at all, but I feel like the way her character is written, Elizabeth, I think him stealing her work felt more of a fucking violation than a physical rape because it was so much to her and it was like to literally be sitting here accepting funds calling me a mister not telling me about it stealing my fucking work and putting your name on it and then just like then then slamming me to a magazine like when she went through that depressive episode was just like this machine that was her that like made her like this quirky like when her whole 
personality was gone. Like I just felt that because I think I'm sure we both like even just as moms, like postpartum, whatever, like I'm sure you just it's like the fight is out of you. Like you wake yeah. up every day and you're like, I'm just tired. Like, right. No, you're on a fight this anymore. This. Yeah, for sure. There was just so many parts like that, that I felt. And like with the, I'm sorry, I totally went off the rails, found family. Like her family was so fucking shitty. Her dad was like this evangelist. Her mom's evading taxes. Oh, I can't hear whatever's distracting. Oh, it's Moira. <laughs> oh, and I, I'm sure I'll hear her, hear her soon. She's like, oh, it's book club. I'm coming. <laughs> Hello, I'm here. Um, I heard you giving Moira's a cat, dog. by the way, if you don't, if you're new here. <laughs> Moira is a cat. She's beautiful. Um, but like the found family, her dad was like, they were constantly traveling because he was scamming people. Her mom ended right. up like evading taxes and like just her being like, I'm good without my family. I'm going to do this on my own. I'm going to ride on my own. And him like obviously not knowing his birth mother and not knowing the tragic story behind that, just being told that she died in childbirth. And then right. his adoptive parents just so happening to die. And then like his aunt who he was with trigger warning, like hung herself which, um, you know, I keep wanting to say Bonnie, Elizabeth related to because her brother hung himself. And right. that was the one thing I literally tabbed just because anything when it relates to like just homophobia is obviously going to stand out to me. Mm-hmm. But um, so this is just an excerpt of her like talking to Calvin about it. So she said, no, you about her brother. And again, trigger warning, suicide. No, you need to understand this, Calvin. People like my father preach love, but are filled with hate. That fucking stood out to me. Anyone who threatens their narrow beliefs cannot be tolerated. The day my mother caught my brother holding hands with another boy, that was it. After a year of hearing that he was an aberration and didn't deserve to live, he went out to the shed with a rope. And I'm just like... Yeah, The fact that kids and young trans kids and non-binary kids, like all these, like that's still happening. And like, this is a story from the sixties. And like, as we continue taking rights away, we're going back to the sixties. And I'm just not about that, but that was, was wild too. And you find that in historical fiction where it's like, this is from another time. And yet I relate to so many of these things. Like, yeah. So many yeah. things have changed, but so many things have not. So many things have not. Right. No. <laughs> Especially just like so much of like the sexism and the way that oh, women so are treated and mm-hmm. just, oh God, like some of the office have been like the way that people were leering and saying things and assuming things. And you're just like, oh, the rumors the this, because it would go to the this, POV like, of like the caddy girls too. It would go to everybody's POV, mm-hmm. which is shit. I love it. Like she's when how did you know really you great. knew? Yeah. But saying. what was really great, I liked is when um she was talking about it and she like the one girl that was like relentless and she's like, you know, I hope you got like what you are wanted, whatever, because like you're just like one of them, you know, and like oh, they, they come to this realization that they were both raped. I loved that relationship too. Mm-hmm. of like you know why are we why are we doing this why are we letting them pit us against each other um 
you know, like, and, and how that works. So like the men have done that and they've made, you know, frisk be that way to like, oh, you know, hmm, you're just da, 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 all this stuff as if they're going to treat her any better because she's, you know, mm-hmm. acting like she's, you know, nicer or whatever. And like, it's just asinine. I know. But I love when they redeem that. a so shitty character me. though. Mm-hmm. I did like that. That's yeah. always nice because you're just like not expecting to ever like her. And it just makes you angry because you're like, you're the problem. <laughs> like, you're the problem. problem. Like somebody who's just like, oh, yeah, her, you know, sleeping yeah. around with him. And, bah, 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 bah. and you're like, okay, right. great. Yeah, um, like, even Harriet was so bad. judgmental at first. Like it was funny listening to her POV like at first when they first mm-hmm. moved in. It's like, oh, they're they're living together and they just don't care. And she was obviously the most like attractive woman on the block. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know. It was just it was so good. And, and I like that she she um oh I'm sorry, my fave character. <laughs> she recognizes that. Oh yeah, who's your favorite character? Zot. Mad. Mad. Oh my god, I love Mad. Madeline Zot. She's so funny. Like I'm Mad Zot, and like her family tree. And wow, I, you know what? Fuck the family tree, because like when you're an adult and you see it for what it is, like yeah, your teacher's just being nosy as fuck. Like that's personal information. You mm-hmm. don't need to share a family tree with anybody. Like no, it's so weird. You have an account with Ancestry.com. Like it's not just for anybody to see. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I can't even begin to it was great. Five stars. Highly recommend to anybody. Great gift at Christmas time. Nobody's gonna be disappointed reading this. I would think even I wanna say a guy would enjoy this as well. Like even though there are a lot of themes. Like I just think it would actually be a great gift for a guy because maybe mm-hmm. they <laughs> learn some things for us this male. <laughs> But did you read? I'm guessing what I picked already. I just did. Yeah. Oh, give me your final thoughts. Oh, well, like. Oh, to- I just I loved this. Like, yeah, I, like I can't say enough. Like it was just it was it was like I laughed, I cried, I had all the warm and fuzzies. Like made I just me really love the cover even more. Like yes. I love when the cover ends up making sense. Yes, which I feel like is relevant because you just said well you're talking about our next pick and that author always makes the cover make sense yeah I love that so this one okay you guys next picked our very first um episode we did a Colleen Hoover pick coho pick if you're a bookish person you know who coho is (laughs) if you're not living under a rock but that was our most popular episode ever I mean it is our first episode as well but it's our most popular. So I wanted to give people what they wanted. And I wanted to do a Colleen Hoover series just for my own self. So whether you can decide to continue on or not, totally up to you. But I like her books and I've never read like a continuation of them. You know what I mean? So I picked maybe someday and I will also post that. Did I send you like the flow chart of like Colleen Hoover? no okay it's like a flow chart and it's like standalones then it's like series then it's like ya oh okay, okay i probably okay. did way back but i have it saved and this was like number one and it was like attached to other ones i wanted to read and other like so i was like okay i gotta start at the beginning so if you look at it they're like reading music mm, close okay. together um at 22 years old sydney <laughs> 
to be 22 again. At 22 years old, Sydney is enjoying a great life. She's in college, working a steady job, in love with her wonderful boyfriend, Hunter, and rooming with her best friend, Tori. But everything changes when she discovers that Hunter is cheating on her, and she's forced to decide what her next move should be. Soon, Sydney finds herself captivated by her mysterious and attractive neighbor, Ridge. She can't take her eyes off him or stop listening to the passionate ways he plays guitar every evening out on his balcony. And there's something about Sydney that Ridge can't ignore either. They soon find themselves needing each other in more ways than one. Oh, Friendship, betrayal, romance. Coho. Yeah. So <laughs> I just like, I don't know. I haven't had a coho in a while. So yeah. I thought like it was it. time. And It'll I hope I hope people enjoy it. Like I I'm haven't sure heard well. I don't know. I don't usually hear terrible things about her, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure it'll be good. Anyways. I hope you're excited about it. I am. <laughs> okay. I like I like a good romance read. I'm all for it. Yeah, but you know, I also seem to forget until after I read a coho that she also just like abuses you emotionally real quick. Like just yeah. real quick. Um uh-huh. Just one time yeah. without lube and, <laughs> and you're like, ouch, wow, okay. And then <laughs> I'm dead. Okay. Um I mean I just looked it up on Goodreads and it has almost like it's like four and a half stars. So I think it's gonna be great. Okay. Great pick. Okay, good, good, good. New York Times bestselling author. Cool, exciting. But anyways, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you for we'll hanging out with me, week. Dylan. we'll see you next week we can't wait but until then read books it's weird out there bye bye thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed our show please consider giving us a follow and rating on apple podcasts and spotify Got a book recommendation for us? Send it to halfbakedbookclub at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at halfbakedbookclub. And don't forget to check out our sister podcast, Hometown Spice, where Dylan and her hometown bestie dive into the spiciest reads you can imagine. The Halfbaked Book Club podcast was created, written, and produced by Lana Rich and Dylan Harrison. For more information, head to halfbakedbookclub.com. 